This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you cannot have any. And this week we're getting sticky like Pooh Bear because we're talking about <laughs> hot honey. I, that wasn't planned. It just came out of my mouth. <laughs> okay. This was suggested by listener Sarah. Mm-hmm. This was suggested by listener Winnie. Last name is The Pooh. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. This show's off to a strong start. I think so. Okay. Well. Did we already say we're hot honey? Oh. <laughs> right. No, no. I think honey. I did say it. Okay. Uh, thank you, listener Sarah. So my memory lane, I didn't realize this, but I went right to the source, and that's where my memory lane lives. Interesting. Uh, at Polly G's in Brooklyn, which, as I will tell you more about in a moment, is really sort of, uh, in many ways, ground zero, so to speak, for hot honey. They, they probably wouldn't use that term to describe <laughs> it, but um, okay. is P- Polly G's is a pizza place? In okay. Brooklyn, yeah. I, I don't know, I've heard the I don't name. know if it's still there, but... I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. There's no way to find out. (laughs) Um, For me, so I think I've had hot honey maybe like two or three times. Definitely, uh, I think the first time I had it was at Milk Drunk Restaurant in Seattle, which is a, uh, (laughs) why is that funny? Sorry, I keep touching you. (laughs) That's true. But this is is our our, uh, our holiday tradition. Wait, are we still talking about the holidays? <laughs> well, I oh mean, my it was, God, it's late February, man. Last week was Advent, so this so now it's the twelve days, twelve days of hot honey Christmas, <laughs> and that's why I'm touching you. Mm-hmm. It's foreplay. And, is that a Christmas thing? <laughs> hot honey. <laughs> and you did it again. Okay, um, Milk Drunk <laughs> is a uh, is a restaurant. It's like a like a chicken sandwich and soft serve restaurant in Seattle, and they mm-hmm. have uh, chicken strips that come with hot honey for dipping. And I thought it was very tasty. I have had it on pizza a couple of times, and I like it, but I've never bought it for home use before today. 
possibly because of the expense, which we're going to talk more about uh in a minute. Anyway, Hot Honey Matthew is not on Wikipedia. Interesting. Can you believe it? I mean, you could pull up Wikipedia and just smear some on. That's true. And before I get into talking about what I was able to learn about it on the internet, I just have to tell you that a phrase that I learned while researching this is the phrase or the word swicy. Okay, I can guess what this means, but I've never heard it before. Yeah. And uh, and this, you know, this was sort of a, a uh, ground zero. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the, the swicey trend. <laughs> I can't even say swicey. But, but like swicey has been, go, has been God, happening long a, before this. Like, it's a terrible uh, swicey. Do we, people actually say this? I'm going to start saying it now just because I can tell it bugs you. <laughs> drives me nuts. Um, uh, like when people speaking use of nuts, gift as a verb, that makes me crazy. No problem with I that can't whatsoever. stand it. I uh, hate speaking it. Speaking of nuts, like, you know, spiced, like sweet and spicy nut mix has been a holiday tradition for years and years. And it's spicy. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, it's it's pretty impossible to talk about hot honey, I- at least from my perspective, without talking about Mike's hot honey, which if you go looking for like a history of spicy honey or spicy honey or hot honey on the Internet, everything's going to point you to Mike's. OK, this surprises me for two reasons. First of all, I had sort of heard of this product, but like it was all mixed up in my in my brain with Mike's hard lemonade. Which, which yeah. sounds very similar, yes. right? Yes, yes. And I also would have guessed, but I'm apparently about to learn is not true, that like hot honey is like an old-timey like southern tradition okay. that just like recently became popular nationwide. So I had that suspicion too, and I think it is not wrong. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find very much about the idea of like honey with chili peppers okay. as like a thing I could Google on the internet that would trace like or, or that would go back to Southern food. Okay. No, it's, I mean, it's possible it's not. I have no idea. Let's find out. I have no idea. But all this to say that whatever. I mean, we won't find out. No, let's... we're actually not going to find <laughs> out. But um, if anybody here, anybody listening today is an expert in Southern cuisine, uh, I would love to hear more about whether or not hot honey has roots in, you know. Yeah. Okay. Traditional Southern cooking. Anyway, so the best known brand of this stuff, uh, and I think for a lot of people, hot honey is synonymous with Mike's hot honey. This is a company that is based in Brooklyn, founded in 2010 by this guy named Mike Kurtz, who was an American who was studying abroad in Brazil in 2003. And he went to some pizzeria there and happened to see that they had jars of honey infused with uh, with whole chilies and that this was intended to be drizzled on pizzas. And and I think, you know, he's he has been quite clear in interviews that this was like kind of an outlier it's not like this is a Brazilian thing. Okay, it was this just was, like a thing he ran into that yep. he stole from some restaurant. That's right. That's right. He loved it. Yeah. Is what it true? So Mike Kurtz that after this joke is not going to be worth it. Uh, that after <laughs> tasting it, he like lost his mind and like went up the river, and Robert Duvall had to track him down. Is that Deliverance? No, it's uh, Apocalypse Now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway. <laughs> Told you it wouldn't be worth it. Uh, our man, Mike Kurtz, he loved this stuff. And when he came back to the States, he tinkered around in his home kitchen with making something similar. Gave it to his friends. They, of course, loved it. And hey, surprise, surprise, Mike Kurtz uh, worked at Polly G's. 
Okay. At some point after this trip, apparently, or at least according to the the uh, Mike's Hot Honey website, in 2010 they started serving his hot honey at Polly G's when he took in a jar of it uh, for Polly to taste, and Polly loved it. All right. And they made a particular pizza that just came with the hot honey, but you could also get it, uh, you know, just for drizzling on any pizza. And apparently, customers started requesting to buy it right away, and it took off. And to this day, Mike's Hot Honey is still based in Brooklyn. Uh, And now, uh, presumably, that is all Mike Kurtz does. I'm I'm looking away from you and at my bookshelf because I feel like there might be a hot honey pizza in like Emily Emily the pizza. Oh, it's oh there's Emily on the the fourth shelf down. That said, in an effort to try to find out whether there was any connection to the South, I did find that there's also a brand of hot honey that's called AR's Hot Southern Honey. But all I could find about it is that it launched in 2015 uh, in Richmond, Virginia. And the owner's first name is Ames. Oh, Just like your baby. Just like my baby. Uh, of course, there are other brands, but I really do think that uh, as far as bringing this into like nationwide popularity, Mike's Hot Honey seems to be like the thing. Uh, okay, I am. I'm wrong. Basically wrong. Um, I thought I might have seen Hot Honey in uh, the book Emily the Cookbook, which is a very good pizza and other things cookbook from a from a Brooklyn restaurant. It's just that they like to put honey on their pizzas, some of which are also spicy. Got it. So like here's like a pepperoni and jalapeno pizza that also gets honey drizzled on it. So not totally different. I kind of like that idea. Though. I bet it's great. Yeah. I like that idea. You know what? I bet it is. Swicy. I bet it's very spicy. I find that hard to say, say swicy. So, uh, well, you should practice by saying it a few dozen times every day. (laughs) I had a a challenging time researching this topic, but one thing (laughs) I I figured it might be. That's why I said, why don't you research it? (laughs) Thanks. So, one thing I did find is there's some company called Wixon.com. I like it. I I spent a while trying to understand what this company is. I think I have an idea. I'm not not serious. So, so there was like a a little like kind of a press releasey sort of news story on Wixon.com in which I learned that as of 2020, hot honey is hotter than ever, having emerged as a food service trend that is winning with customers across applications and brands. The origin story of hot honey in the U.S. is a little sticky. Did they explain what they meant well, yeah, by that? Yeah, they went on to say that some say that it has origins in Southern cuisine, okay. but that like, and then they got on talking about like Mike's hard honey. All right. I mean, Mike's hot honey. <laughs> It's very easy to say Mike's hard honey. I mean, especially that especially really like, porny. You, you <laughs> Mike's hard honeys. Um, dot com. Hold on. Then I had a lot of fun trying okay. to understand what Wixon does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wixon has a history of delivering quality custom taste solutions to the food and beverage market. What are custom taste solutions? Okay. Here's what custom taste solutions are. It's like I have either like a pr- an idea for like a flavored food product or like a prototype that I cooked up in my own kitchen and I want to turn it into a product. That is a very different thing from just like sure. mixing some shit up in my kitchen. Like, you know, it has to be it has to be safe. It has to like, you know, hit right. So it's like not too, too strong that you get tired of it after a few bites. It has to be shelf stable and not not like fade in flavor, you know, and so on and so on. So I'm going to hire Wix on or another another what what was it, custom taste solution company to help me turn my idea into like a marketable flavored product. And what I noticed about Wix on 
one too. And like, I never thought about this stuff is they have like, it seems like all these proprietary blends so so to speak i love that you said proprietary of like, blend. like seasonings or like flavor enhancers so uh, let's say that you went to wix on and you were like hey i want to make a hot honey but i want it to be uh safe for diabetics yeah or okay whatever they'll have some sort of like this is a terrible example because you can't <laughs> do that right. but anyway if you were like i want to make a a hot honey with like a rosemary flavor that's right or if you went to them and you said i've got this delicious soda and i want to make it sugar free yeah they have various like sugar substitutes salt substitutes yeah. things to create flavors where the actual chemical component that would usually create that flavor is right. not present. We, could you call them and say, I am a hot honey and I also want to market a hot honey? Um, we should we should prank them, right? We now. should totally prank yeah. them. Yeah, that'd be so fun. Like, do you sell custom taste solutions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the punch line would be, but probably just us going. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, I got your custom day solutions anyway, right here. So, yeah, I mean, I wonder if Mike's used a company sort of like that to be able to scale. Up I imagine or, so. Or like figure out co-packing or whatever. Yeah, co-packing. Co-packing. <laughs> oh, man. I think our prank call should include something about <laughs> co-packing. For sure. Like you want to do some co-packing? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The best prank calls have your friend giggling maniacally in the background, right? <laughs> that when I like, I'm serious. When I think of a prank yeah. call, that is what I'm oh, imagining. Yeah. There's always somebody losing their shit, and definitely not quietly. Right. I guess. I guess maybe what I'm thinking I of tried is, to is do Bart like prank calling Moe's, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, you tried to do what? I, I, what I'm, what I'm really thinking is Bart is Bart Simpson prank calling most tavern. Oh, I've never seen it. You've never, you've never seen the Simpsons at all. Yeah, I have, but only like a couple episodes. Okay. Well, here's no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna explain the bit. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> the bit is he calls up, he calls up a bar and it's a prank call. Oh, okay. If you choose to buy this stuff, which we're going to talk more mm -hmm. about whether or not we would in a second, this bottle, which is 12 ounces of Mike's Hot Honey, cost how much? Uh, I think it was thirteen forty nine. Wow. God. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, and the ingredients are honey, chili peppers, vinegar. Yep. Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. I mean, uh, maybe it's really good quality honey, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. So anyway, you can make this stuff at home. People do it all the time. You can find lots of recipes online. Uh, I saw one on Food 52 that seemed pretty reasonable. It was from Rick Martinez. Uh, his had a couple of additions. So, I mean, a basic mm -hmm. hot honey is going to have you infusing uh, honey with chilies. So either dried chilies or habanero peppers. It's what I saw mostly. Okay. And most have you add a little bit of vinegar to sort of counter the sweetness. That, yeah, I think that's important. Rick Martinez's recipe has you start with some garlic and finely chopped habaneros. Uh, you cook them in a little good. bit of oil. I think that sounds quite good, too. Then you add honey and a little pinch of salt and you let it simmer briefly, like five minutes. And uh, you finish it with a bit of cider vinegar. The exact recipe, again, is on Food 52. The longer it sits, the spicier it gets. 
Uh, yeah. I like the idea of those additional seasonings in there. Yeah, I do too. So let's let's talk about the the mics, which uh, which we've got we've got some of right here, and we just mm-hmm. tried with some with some chicken strips. I don't think this is very good. Like this I'm, is. I'm going to stick my finger in it again. I I was hoping I would really like this, and I don't. If it's your thing, great. But to me, it tastes just kind of like your basic grocery store clover honey with like a little bit of cayenne, maybe. Yeah, there's... It doesn't really have any chili flavor. I was going to say, it has no chili flavor. It doesn't have a whole lot of spice. It kind of leaves a little afterburn. The honey flavor, I think, is very average. Yes, exactly. Um, which which I don't I don't object to. Like I'm fine with with average clover honey like for honey purposes, but this was over $13. I also think that I, I like the idea of if you're for instance going to put this stuff on a pizza, I do like the idea of having other spicy ingredients and then just drizzling honey on it. Yeah. Because then you're going to get the flavor of those other ingredients. But also like, but if the hot honey had some, had some like garlic and habanero flavor, like that sounds, that sounds great to me. Like, you know, either way, like the thing you said sounds good to me also, but, but like, yeah, this is just not doing much for me and I'm disappointed. Yeah, I don't think it's as great. A, I think that the concept is really compelling and yes. it's got a great name. I mean, Mike's Hot Honey. Who doesn't love that name? It's yeah, perfect. I mean, obviously, like Mike is smarter <laughs> than us because because like Mike is selling a bunch of this stuff. That's right. Um, but it I was think, in my local supermarket. But yeah, I think as a product, it's not as great as the concept. When I was dipping my chicken strips in it, I added like a pretty hearty pinch of of crushed red chili flakes mm-hmm. to it. And that in itself, I felt like it was a big improvement. OK, just because then it got, I got some chili flavor. Yeah. So, yeah, you and I both ate this with chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, pizza would be a good thing. I bet it could be really good. I remember tearing a recipe out of Bon Appetit like 10 years ago. Uh, was this your for, own copy of the magazine or did you just go into a store oh, and I just, just tear just out went, a recipe? I, I do it all the time. Just You're go in menace. and like just tear up recipes, <laughs> out of, tear out recipes. <laughs> Um, no, it was a, you heard, you heard that it's rude to like go into a, go into a store and like take pictures of the magazine or, or book, um, mm-hmm. uh, with your phone. Mm-hmm. So you, so you're like, okay, I won't no, do I'm that. I'm just going to tear the recipe <laughs> out now. Uh, I saw a recipe for, it was like a roasted sweet potato or like garnet yam mm-hmm. type thing, a roasted yam that had been split and I think had butter, a drizzle of honey and like fresh Thai chilies mm. kind of sprinkled over it, sort of. And I cut out the the recipe, have never made the recipe, but I, I look at the, the concept frequently as I'm thumbing through my recipe binder, and it sounds like perfection. And I think that hot honey... Well, maybe homemade hot honey. I, yeah. Homemade hot honey, I think, could be really interesting in that application. Yeah. Like, I want it to be like something that is different from just honey plus some capsaicin Mm -hmm. like and i feel like that's what this is yes uh another suggestion i saw online for what to do with this stuff is if you're somebody who puts a little bit of honey in your vinaigrette you could replace that honey with a hot honey sure that could be interesting i don't i don't really like sweet vinaigrettes Mm -hmm. so i don't tend to do that what about a hot toddy with this stuff oh okay remind me what a hot toddy is so So a hot toddy is uh whiskey lemon juice and either honey or sometimes maple syrup and, and water. hot water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds very good. 
I think that sounds fantastic. Even yeah, I would say I would enjoy even even like the mics in yeah. that because I just want a little bit of burn. Right, and you're gonna get a little burn too from the whiskey, yeah. and and it's hot, and yeah, could be interesting. I think if you were making honey butter, like to oh, have with yeah. biscuits. That sounds I think great. Hot honey could yes. be really nice. I'm sure this is done. Yeah. 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 Or just like spread the biscuit with butter and then drizzle with hot honey. Sure. But but yeah, no, the compound butter sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Wasn't mine. Again, I should give credit to the internet. All right. Uh, do we have anything else to say about hot honey? I think I think we've we've raised some questions. <laughs> yeah. Some serious questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I hope someone will write like a like the true history of hot honey. I, I agree. I would like to know if there is a Southern a Southern origin story. I also, I, I'm curious to try like that Rick Martinez recipe, yeah. but the truth is I don't know that I'm going to make it. Probably not. No, I think, I think now that we've talked about like this, this recipe from Emily, the cookbook, I think I'm going to make that like the pepperoni, pepperoni and jalapeno sure. pizza drizzled with honey. Like, I think I want my hot honey to sort of come together from components in the meal. I think that sounds like a wise choice. Yeah, But also yeah. like, I, I do like the sound of the Mar- Rick Martinez recipe. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'll make it what are and we surprise do? you with it at some point. Oh, wow. Fun. Okay. Uh-huh. Matthew, do we have any spilled mail? We most certainly do. And it's from listener Janice. This is going to be about Coney Island, which we talked about on some some recent episode. Don't remember which one or why we were talking about Coney Island, but we were. Okay. Listener Janice writes, Hi, Molly and Matthew. I love your show so much there are no words, but I do have words about Coney Island. It is definitely not a ghost town. Ruby's Bar and Grill, one of the great dive bars, is still going strong. Titano's, one of New York City's best pizza joints, is churning out amazing pizza. The Cyclones, a minor league baseball team, have a stadium in Coney Island, and it is super fun to see a game there, including the Elaine from Seinfeld dance concert. And, of course, all the rides and people watching you could ever dream of. If you want to know more about Coney Island, feel free to ask. On another note, you mentioned, do you get the feeling that listener Janice works for like the, the Coney Island uh, Chamber of Commerce? Uh, she should. If should she doesn't. Absolutely. Yeah. Get in touch. Coney Island Chamber of Commerce uh, will give you listener Janice's contact info. Mm-hmm. On another note, you mentioned one of my favorite drinks, the Old Pal, and I couldn't believe it. So I would like to know your favorite brand of rye. Mine is Michter's. And if I make a suge- may make a suggestion, based on your love of the Old Pal, I recently had a paper plane, and I think you will love it too. If you try it, let me know what you think. Maybe your biggest fan, Janice. Oh, Janice, we have really similar taste in cocktails. Okay, so truth be told... Uh, one of the perks for me of having been uh, one of the founding owners of Delancey and having spent nine years of my life working there is that I get to go to Delancey and like take some things for free. Uh-huh. So yeah. the rye that I have at home is always uh, the well rye that they use at Delancey and Essex, which is Rittenhouse. OK, sure. And yeah, so that's the rye I usually work with. Also, oh my God, I love that you mentioned a paper plane. Just a couple months ago, I was talking to my brother Adam on the phone, and Adam is uh, is a cocktail aficionado, and he, as we were talking, was mixing up a paper plane for himself. Can you can you tell me what's in a paper plane? Yeah, so a paper plane, uh, as far as I recall, is equal parts maybe bourbon, aperol, <laughs> no bourbon, aperol, some kind of amaro. In addition to that, maybe, and lemon juice. Okay. 
That sounds like your kind of cocktail. Is, it, hold on, I'm I'm just going to confirm this. I'm sorry. I, got, I I looked I looked at it at it and then forgot. I think you're correct. Okay, I, I have not yet had one because I don't have any Aperol, and uh, I don't have any other Amaro at the house at the moment. Okay, I need well, your to, I need to go to Essex up. and raid the uh, raid the stash. Yeah, I mean you could you should just I mean you can steal stuff from my from my liquor cabinet. I don't have either of those things either. But since I, you since you've got the the klepto bug. That's true. That's true. Uh, but uh, it's only for tearing things. Oh, that's right. So yeah, yeah. Every time, every week when uh, when Molly leaves after taping, like I just I just <laughs> find like my my books have been shredded. Like she she tore she ripped up a pair of my jeans and now they look so cool. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that you mentioned a paper plane. It is absolutely next on my list to try and love you, too, Janice. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're your biggest fan. Yeah. I mean, after after your letter. Yes. Molly, do you have a now? But wow. Boy, do I ever. So this is a a thriller, a movie that came out on Netflix in early January. Ash and I were so engrossed in it that we stayed up until midnight watching it on a work night, which was such a stupid thing to do. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, it is called Society of the Snow. Uh, Again, it's on Netflix. It's classified as like a survival thriller, and it is directed by a Spanish director named J.A. Bayona. And it is about, you may have heard of this plane crash. It is about the 1972 crash of a Uruguayan plane in the Andes. So this is this is the same story as the movie Alive, but a exactly. new telling. Exactly, okay. exactly. Uh, it's an adaptation of a book by the same name. So that's Society of the Snow. Okay. And that book apparently features accounts of all 16 survivors of the crash. Ash and I watched this and like inhaled it. I must say that... They did a really good. So one thing that this crash is famous for is the survivors had to practice cannibalism in order to survive. To be to be clear, they they uh, only ate people who were already dead. That's right. That is exactly right. In fact, one thing that Ash and I were commenting on afterwards is we were like, I feel like if if this was not a group of like Uruguayan people if this was like for instance uh, some and they were rugby players right if this for instance was like American football players oh they would for sure start like murdering and killing each other (laughs) whereas this group at least you know if if this movie what about teamwork if this movie's to be believed these men were so dear they were like massaging each other's feet and like snuggling each other and like uh, there was such beauty in the relationship among these mostly men, one woman. Anyway, all this to say, one thing I found especially interesting about it. Oh, you sh- if you watch it, definitely watch it in the original Spanish yeah. with subtitles. But really, almost all of the actors are newcomers. I think for for many of them, this was their first film. They were all Uruguay. They're all Uruguayan and Argentine actors. Okay, they did such an incredible job of embodying uh, an experience that uh, well, it's hard to is, imagine is really well and is also it, right? like it's also on the surface i think quite sensational right but they gave it a tremendous amount of depth and real the, the storytelling is not only visually beautiful but also really rich emotionally so highly recommend it and uh, i hope to see some of those actors and other things too okay society of the snow on netflix i'm gonna watch it this this sounds great i loved the movie alive and i assume this is a more interesting account 
it's I mean, it is harrowing. There were moments where I was like gripping my seat, like during the plane crash, especially. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Uh, Molly's got a newsletter called "I've Got a Feeling." Uh, one of them, one of them popped into my into my inbox last week, and I enjoyed it very much. Oh, you can get a, it. A, a feeling popped into your a inbox? feeling popped into my inbox. I have a my, I call my brain my feelings inbox, <laughs> okay. and it is often full. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, but Do you ever you, get to inbox zero? Never with your your feeling box <laughs> with, with my feelings inbox. No, no. Um, but if you want Molly's feelings in in your email inbox, mm-hmm. you can. Go Go to mollyweisenberg.substack.com. Mm-hmm. And Matthew, Matthew sings, Matthew writes songs, Matthew plays multiple instruments, including guitar. Yeah, I hope like that's that's kind of like all I want from like from like songs I make is like to give someone a feeling. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is which I feel like is really hard to do. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think I mean, that's the feeling of like annoyance. No, no, but I think I think that there are many of us, myself and you included, who are particularly susceptible to having feelings with music. That's true. I don't think everybody is that way. And I think for people like us, it is quite easy to give a feeling. That's get that's a feeling. true. It's it's easy to gig. <laughs> we have a little box that says "Give a feeling, get a feeling." We put it by the gas register. <laughs> anyway, okay, you can find Matthew's uh, music by either searching the internet for "Early to the Airport" or "Twilight Diners." These are two bands Matthew's involved in. Yep. Both of them are on Bandcamp, Spotify, all those places. Yep. Uh, you can revate. Re- 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 <laughs> you can leave a feeling. <laughs> you can really. leave a feeling for us wherever you get your podcast by giving us a five star review. And that's that's it- my favorite feeling. It's five stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can chat with other spilled milk listeners at everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com. Uh, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, which uh, for <laughs> now we're calling it uh, Molly's Hard Milk. <laughs> <laughs> what about like Matthew's hot spill? <laughs> Matthew's hot spill? That is the dis- most disgusting thing you've ever said. And we've been doing this show for a hundred years. <laughs> Matthew's hot spill. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> See you never. <laughs>